Eternal rest grant to them, O Lord, and let light perpetual shine upon them. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Please be seated. This morning we conclude our distended observance of All Saints Tide with our commemoration of title, All Souls. And though this is a Mass for the dead, essentially, a funeral, and therefore a solemn, sober, serious, and even melancholy rite, it is nevertheless full of comfort, consolation, hope, and even joy. Because as we remember and honor and mourn those whom we love but see no longer, as we remember all the faithful departed in prayer, commending their souls to Almighty God, asking, as we prayed in the collect, that he would grant unto them the unsearchable benefits of Christ's passion, as we remember, inevitably, our own mortality. That is, that barring the return of Christ, each and every one of us is going to die. As we remember all of the above, we remember, above all, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord. We remember that by his death, he conquered death, and that by his rising to life again, he secured our own resurrection at the end of the age. In the notes of the burial rite in the Book of Common Prayer, Normally, the rubrics don't really preach, but I think this one does. It says this. It says, the liturgy for the dead is an Easter liturgy. It finds all meaning in the resurrection. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, we too shall be raised. The liturgy, therefore, is characterized by joy in the certainty that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This joy, however, does not make human grief unchristian. The very love we have for each other in Christ brings deep sorrow when we are parted by death. Jesus himself wept at the grave of his friend. So while we rejoice that one we love has entered into the nearer presence of our Lord, we sorrow in sympathy with those who mourn. Now listen again to St. Paul. 
But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so also them which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. As Christians, we can and we should grieve, but we do not grieve as those who have no hope. The dead in Christ are not dead in that they have ceased to exist. And moreover, the dead in Christ will rise again. This is our hope. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words, as Paul says. The gospel of Jesus Christ, proclaimed throughout a requiem, is a source of comfort, consolation, hope, and perhaps surprisingly, even joy. And every Mass is this way, but a requiem Mass especially is sublime. It's ineffable. It's ethereal. That is, it's otherworldly. But at the same time... It's earthy. It's eminently relatable. Because we have all, to varying degrees of intensity, been touched by death. And as aforementioned, we all will face death. I was thinking about this uh, last week. I was my eldest daughter's age, Windsor. I was nine years old. The first time I lost someone that I really knew and that I really loved, it was my grandmother, and her name was, is, Matt. Her full name was Maddie Lee, but everyone, including the grandkids, called her Matt. And because she lived near us and because my mom had to work raising two boys by herself. I spent a lot of time with Matt. And over 30 years later, I still think about her. And we know so little about the intermediate state. Those who are in that middle place, resting in and with Christ, we don't know the extent of their knowledge of the affairs on earth. It's a mystery. But I hope that were she able to look in on me, that she would be proud. I think we do need to recover as modern people this sense of honoring those who came before us. That we live in such a way that's worthy of the sacrifices that our ancestors made for us to be here. And that we would live in such a way that we would leave a legacy for those who come after us. So, whomever it is, whomever you love but see no longer, remember them. Honor them. And the best way you can honor them is by honoring and loving the Lord Jesus Christ with all that you are.
Remember them. Remember them in your prayers. Trusting to quote the catechism that in God's presence, those who have chosen to serve him will grow in his love until they see him as he is. And finally, brothers and sisters, remember your hope. The hope of the resurrection and the life of the world to come. A hope which we have in and through Jesus Christ, who died for all souls and has conquered death by his death and resurrection.